everybody. Welcome to the first episode that will hopefully be released of uh, Pints with Parkscope. Parkscope and Pints. I'm not really sure quite yet what I want to name this. I've been mulling this for a while. Um, so basically, this is going to be a short-form podcast series of some sort. Not really sure uh, how long, but um, the idea is that I want to try this for a month or so and just go over... I don't know, news topics and small things, and the idea behind it is that um, the regular podcast can be so unwieldy and, you know, just trying to get everyone together that, you know, maybe there's a topic I want to really talk about immediately because otherwise the next time we record the podcast, it's not going to matter. So uh, the whole plot or premise of this podcast is that I have a pint of beer and um, or any drink, really, um, tea, water coffee, depending on how I feel, and I'll be drinking one of them throughout the show, Um, and then once I'm done, the topic's done. So uh, today I'm drinking a Cinderland's uh, Beer Company Mid-Modern IPA. Uh, There we go. The IPA, um, the glass is nice and orange, and it also uh, has a, uh, like a line out, uh, not a line outline, but a uh, line drawing of falling water. Uh, the awesome Frank Lloyd Wright house in Pittsburgh. So I have it in my uh, turning point uh, glass that I got in Dallas when I went with Alan on that trip. That was a lot of fun. So let me take a sip. This is really good beer, by the way. Mm. Oh, that's a shit. Mm, that's good. So, yeah, so um, I originally recorded this two other times. Um, first time, kind of a mess, didn't really enjoy it. Uh, second time I recorded it, I enjoyed it, I thought it went really well. The next day, I went to edit it, and there was a clipping noise throughout the whole track of, of just, like, playing it back. It's just like, click, 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 click. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. So I double-checked. I'm good at the clipping. Clicking and the clipping, we're all good. We should be good to go. No worries here. So, let's talk about our first topic, shall we? And I want to make that first topic something that was discussed this week. Announced this week, kind of assumed for a while, and um, it is really interesting to talk about, and that is the NBA experience at Walt Disney World is closed. Um, For those of you who did not know what the NBA experience is or know very passing, um, kind of passing information on it, um, Bob Iger really likes the NBA, especially uh, their work with ESPN. Absolutely loves them. Um... That being said, um, Universal for a while had the NBA City Restaurant in CityWalk. So what happened was Universal basically was going through their CityWalk redevelopment plan and single-handedly kicking out all the independent vendors. Uh, they kicked out Na- uh, NASCAR uh, NASCAR Grill, kicked out NBA City, they kicked out a few other tenants. And uh, when NBA City was kicked out, Disney quickly released a press release I want to say it was like in 2017, 2016, 2017, something like that, saying we're going to be doing a new NBA thing coming to Disney Springs, and it's replacing uh, Disney Quest. And um, it wasn't really clear what it was going to be. Um, The initial reports were some sort of interactive experience and store and museum with a restaurant component. Um, rumor has that the restaurant was going to be NBA, uh, centric. Um, and it sounded interesting to say the least. Um, 
Uh, while I doubt the, so so I guess there's a there's a few ways to look at this. Um, uh, so they uh, so let's start again. They opened this uh, August 2019. Uh, it closed March 2020 and never reopened because it was a mess to begin with. Um, it oh so Disney planned a star-studded gala of a bunch of NBA players and Bob Iger showed up to open this. Bob Iger didn't even show up to star to show up to open Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disney World, but he he, he sure as hell was here for this. And they plan to have a massive crowd in front of the experience. So if you know where Disney Springs is, the layout, this is like right in front of um, basically the House of Blues and near Splitsville area. They thought, this is, this is the crazy part, they thought there'd be so much crowds, they'd have to open up theaters in the AMC theater to do a live broadcast from the event down the street. No one showed up to this. <laughs> the you could get plenty of standing room only and the theaters were totally empty except for I think like my buddy Cameron and a few other people it was kind of crazy so this thing kind of puddled along for a while um, at one point they decided to start sending NBA experience uh, cast members dribbling like basketballs through Disney Springs as a way to drum up interest in it um i think the problem so uh, so there's a few problems with this um I'll, I'll start with what i think is the biggest one is that the offerings there were just not interesting um you could get a photo with you and the nba commissioner adam silver like with a like a madame tussauds you could um do a like broadcast of like a game you can there's like some free point challenge stuff and some dunking stuff and that's really it um there wasn't much actually there uh it was quite um shallow uh there wasn't really a what, what, what makes it really interesting for me is that there really wasn't a museum aspect like i understand there's another nba um uh, a hall of fame but like if you had a museum experience here well then you can then you know bank on that in addition to a um interactive experience like you know hey here's our history here's this here's this here's this you know you can really tie it in so you can get you know even mom and dad who don't want to throw stuff can be like oh yeah i remember larry bird or somehow revive the lebron versus you know michael jordan debates from the early 2000s (laughs) um you know you could do things like that um, but they didn't do it. It was just like all this very weird interactive stuff that seemed to be very targeted to kids, but also not well designed for them. That's the best way to put it. Um, the restaurant never opened as an NBA restaurant. Instead, City City Works. Um, they're a chain of uh, basically a yard house like is the best way to put them. Um, they're in various cities, including here in Pittsburgh. I've been to the main one in Pittsburgh twice. It's it's Yard House. <laughs> um, and I mean that in the best way possible. It's got high concept bar food and a big and a big draft list. If that's what you like, and that's what I like, um, it's awesome. Um, and that opened, and it's been very successful. And uh, NBA experience just never did anything really uh, well. And uh, Jim Hill of the Disney Dish and Jim Hill Media basically had this whole entire excuse of, well... 
Disney's waiting for Drawn the Life to open. Once Drawn the Life opens, this will get slammed with people, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that's the stupidest thing in the world. Um, one of the reasons why is that you're ignoring the fact that this is not the only thing down there, uh, you know, in, in downtown Disney. Across the street is House of Blues that has routine that routinely, before the pandemic, had music concerts. Nearly like weekends, like every weekend and every day. And, you know, they had, you know, they had a uh, gospel brunch. They had all these things there that would draw people to that side of the, of, of the, <clears throat> of, of Disney Springs. Then next to that was Splitsville, a bowling alley, a very high concept and very expensive bowling alley. Why Disney thinks that somehow these two things weren't going to bring people, but drawn the lifewood it's just passing the buck it's really basically disney management like thinking okay well i'm gonna be you know transferred in in 12 months i'm just gonna blame it on something that's gonna open in 18 who cares see y'all later um that's kind of what it told me but for a little while i thought this could this could work in so much that for a while disney springs was kind of um buoyed by uh, the Pop Warner cheerleading competition crowd, where it was a cheap, easy add-on to a free day at Disney World. Um, and they could just add it as, like, a package where all of a sudden, you know, you just got a bunch of, you know, people just, you know, doing physical activity, very similar to what Disney Quest was doing. Um, I could have seen them pretty much skate by on that alone, but that kind of blew up in their face, and now Pop Warner's at Universal for, like, five years or something crazy which is insane. I still can't believe that happened. Um, yeah, so it's it's just... If, if, and then also, like, as I said before, I just don't think what they offered was good. And I don't necessarily think it's the NBA per se. Um, I think that is a problem. Like, no, like if you're hearing that this is a experience to throw basketballs, like, and you're not really into basketball or play it, I have no interest in going. A, but B... Like, you you don't have a Hall of Fame. You don't have, you know, this or that. So, like, maybe if this was the, you know, ESPN experience featuring NBA or something where, yes, we also have this baseball thing. We have this football thing. We have, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the whole top floor is the NBA experience. You know, then we're talking, you know, then we're talking. Now we're, you know, playing with some fire and some good concepts here. But NBA experience never made sense. And frankly... It's just really Iger's hubris. It really is. It's just feels like his baby, his big concept that he wanted to like do really well and just kind of bombed. Um, the last thing this remind this last thing this reminded me of was um, uh, Paul Pressler before he left the company. Basically, thought Mission Space was going to be his franchise attraction, the the Space Mountain or the Tower of Terror. Or the Haunted Mansion that is repeated in every resort everywhere. This is going to be it. And we know how Mission Space went. Um, (laughs) um, So I I just... This seems like Iger just kind of totally missing... um, You know, missing the ball, pun intended here. And just not understanding um, what what guests want. And, And kind of, I would say... In an uncharacteristic way, because it always felt like he somewhat like. While I disagree with some of his decision making uh, long term in Disney World, um, some of his 
uh, what he approved at Disneyland immediately to fix California Adventure and Disneyland with some very good stuff. Um, and it felt like, at worst, while he may not have been as great for Disney World as he has been for other parks, especially Shanghai and stuff like that, like he did have his finger on the pulse of what people wanted for movies and television. I mean, you don't get... I mean, and also, like, he's a very, you know, personable person. Like, you don't get, you know, Steve Jobs, George Lucas, and Marvel on board to sell their companies to you if you're not, you know, at least clued in on what people want and be affable. I mean, let's be real. Um, but, yeah, that's it, the NBA experience. It's um, – I, I wouldn't call it Disney's biggest blunder. It probably didn't cost that much money. It probably made a little bit. But, I mean, it's no Superstar Limo, it's no Rocket Rods, it's no Disney Quest, uh, it's no Disney Institute, um, you know, it's, it's not anything like that. Um, but yeah, the NBA experience, it's closed, it sucks. Um, cast members were let go a while ago, so it's not something I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about the cast. The, the Orlando area is hiring. Honestly, the cast is probably hired for like... 12 bucks an hour and they probably got rehired at universal for like 16. So they're probably doing much better than, than if this place reopened or just stayed opened. Um, but yeah, it'd be experience. Uh, so one of the other things I want to talk is I'm finishing my beer. What could replace NBA experience? Um, you have a large open air uh, building. It's attached to a sports bar. Uh, what other concepts can you do? And I've heard a lot of bad ones. <laughs> um, Meow Wolf is probably not going to come. Um, now, never say never. They could be working on something right now. Who knows? I doubt it. Um, Disney charges a lot for rent. And for the amount of money they charge for rent, the ticket price to get into this experience will be very, very, very high. Um, their brand new uh, Colorado location is already like $45 a ticket. Um, I don't think anyone in the Orlando market is going to want to spend more than that or 50 bucks on this. So them, you know, Meow Wolf pulling in with a 69 or $79 ticket seems like a no, no doesn't seem like a starter for me. Um, and also I don't think Disney would allow them what they want to do, especially if you look at the other Meow Wolf projects, uh, cause I guarantee you it will be a biting satire of Disney and their acquisition of intellectual property and blah, blah, blah. It'll be It'll be a lot, and I don't think Disney would would want that. Um, Someone said a Disney museum. Uh, we already have one of those. Uh, how many people have gone to it? Um, I just don't think that's great. Um, I don't think anything retro introspective in that area works at that scale, um, unless it's like you know the Great Recession and your Virgin Megastore closes and you need to put somewhere to put Princess Diana dresses. Um, that's a very old reference. Kids, look it up. Um, so what I really think, and, um, someone, uh, Legacy on Inside Universal suggested this a while ago, and I'm actually fully on board with this, is indoor glow-in-the-dark golf. Um, so hear me out in this one. You already have bowling and a restaurant, and you have a sports bar here. So my suggestion is do a Disney-themed indoor glow-in-the-dark golf. And here's my proposal. Basically, you enter the building... There's a large, you know, you pay, it's like maybe 20 bucks around or whatever the Hollywood drive in golf is. It's very expensive. Um, per, per 18 holes, get a discount on multiple um, courses. And there's a snack bar there. You can get, you know, themed drinks, themed food, maybe uh, 
adult beverage for mom and dad. What you, you know, you get that idea. Um, and you'll have three courses. Uh, course one is the modern Disney classics. So we're talking Frozen, Moana, Tangled, Princess and the Frog, uh, Lilo and Stitch maybe, but that may be butting up with Moana a little too much thematically and image related. Um, second one being Pixar. So here's your Toy Story hole. Here's your Finding Nemo hole. Here's your up hole. Here's, <laughs> I can't believe I just said up hole. Uh, here's your, you know, here's your uh, Coco hole sponsored by Derek Bergen. Here's your, um, you know, insert a Monsters Inc. hole, you know, like you, you just go through it. And you can have multiples of one franchise, for example, because I don't even think they have 18 different types of movies, but you get the idea. Um, and then the other one would be a Star Wars hole. So this one would be, um, I think it, you could be all over the place. You could probably do like holes themed in areas and also novelty holes. So like, yeah, you could have like the little miniature like TIE fighter you have to put around, but also like what happens if you go through, you know, a small entryway and all of a sudden you're on like a planet and it's got you know, all the all the vegetation and stuff and, like, glow-in-the-dark stuff and, and, and things like that what, that bring you into Star Wars, like the swamp that Yoda was in. Like, imagine put, putting through that. That kind of stuff. So, um, also what you can do with this, and I think it would be really cool, is, first of all, you can do some limited anima- limited motion figures. Um, you can do some really creative whole ideas. And additionally, and this is what really I think I'm excited about, is get some of that Disney projection mapping in there. Like, imagine, like... There's the Moana hole, and it's a like a 360 loop, and then there's an overbank turn to the right, and then like the hole's on the right. So you, you putt, and it activates a trigger, and the projection mapping does like a wave across that overbank turn as your ball goes. You know, like something like that, like, and then you get music, and you get like characters saying things. I think it could be really cool. Um, also, um, I, 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 the other thing is, like, we already have two uh, miniature golf courses, but they're very busy, despite the fact they're almost impossible to reach. Um, you know, Winter uh, Winter Summerland and Fantasia Gardens, very hard to get to. Um, and reportedly, you know, Fantasia Gardens has been on the chopping block a while for, you know, future hotel expansion. I'm just saying, three hotel, three courses indoors here, using the indoor miniature golf gives a different vibe. You can do some really cool stuff. And and by the way, this is like a, a thing in other cities, like major like like golf like indoor golf things. It's something you should check out. There's some plenty of videos on YouTube. Um but then my thought is, well, then build like maybe an awning that goes between, you know, Splitsville and this th- golf project and maybe something that covers up the area where uh City Works is and all of a sudden you have this nice covered rain experience like like if it's raining at disney world you know you can go do putt putt bowling grab food and then there you go you've just spent you know five hours of this rain bouncing between these things um i think it's a great concept and i think i should you know um you know bob you know where to send the checks um hire me i'm engineering i'm brilliant just imagine like having a a golf course and it's um tangled and it's just all the lanterns and like some of them are like submerged in the putting green and some of them are above and 
like the boat where they're on is rotating, but only one of them had, like you could it, like both sides have like a way to get in, so you have to like wait for it to stop. You get the idea. Like you're 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 getting the idea. Anyway, as I'm finishing my beer, um, this is the first episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it a little bit. Um, I'm gonna try and release these every Friday uh, for a month, so that means I should probably be doing. Um, um, let me see. I have no idea. I've I've lost the concept of time. What is time? I don't know. So I'm I'm gonna probably do this for about two to three weeks. Um, idea: do one this week, one next week. Um, so so this will come out on the twentieth. Is the plan? Uh, do one on the twenty seventh for. I don't know, whatever that week story is. Um, the third, I'll have something out, uh, possibly maybe the fourth, if it's Halloween Horror Nights related. I can just do like an initial review of my impressions, which would be, you know, 20 minutes on a beer. And then maybe something September 10th, and if people enjoy this and they get back to me that they enjoy it, I'll keep going. Maybe it'll be bi-weekly, maybe it'll be once, I, I, I don't know yet. But that's kind of my plan with this, and I hope you all enjoy this. Um, I'm having fun talking about my ideas and getting my thoughts out on stuff. So I'm going to finish my beer, and I'm going to be making some um, orchetta pasta with... It's almost like a um, a carbonara, in a way, but it's um, it's a Molly Baz recipe. It's wonderful. It's delicious. I'll, I'll throw a photo on Twitter. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.